Stage seven of the Tour de France. 250 kilometers, that's 155 miles. We can have a few things. It can be boring. It could be maybe a day where you just try to get rid of the sprinters, have a break going away, or it could be chaos. I'll pick door number three, and that's what we get today. We get some unusual tactics from one team. We get chaos and GC riders getting flown out the back by another team. Well, maybe the same team. Um, we also get a little revenge happening. If you watch the Netflix documentary on Team Movie Star that comes into play today. Welcome, everybody. Between Two Wheels podcast. This is Tyler Yonke, episode 242. I did one yesterday. Check that out because that talks about some of the legal ramifications. My understanding of kind of why the ASO is dropping their legal threats against the Where's Waldo lady. Um, 30, Evidently, a 31-year-old comes out today. She's very fearful, also in a fragile mental state. Yes, we, we knew that at the time of the incident. However, welcome, everybody. Um, we're going to do just a quick quick um update just on the on the race today because i thought it was somewhat interesting some some stuff going on it's a friday i can do this um not sure what how much time i have on the weekend but we have two big mountain stages coming up on the weekend so what happened today at the tour well Matej mahoric ends up winning um slovenian uh slovenian onslaught that we are getting here of course so once again uh He's now become, I think, the 101st person to win. Is that right? I don't know. That sounds a little odd, but that's what they're saying on GCN. To win a stage in all three Grand Tours. He won in the Volta. He's won in the Giro. And now he won here at the Tour de France 2021. Congratulations to the Slovenian national road race champion, Matej Mohoric, Team Bahrain victorious. However, let's back up just a tad bit and talk about what happened on the day. A long stage. Um, we'll look at the profile here. Very lumpy. We've talked about this many times. It's got a, a sprint spot at 114K and then a Cat 3, a Cat 4, a Cat 3, a Cat 2, and a Cat 4. And it is up, down, up, down, up, down all day. Uh, some bonus time sprints uh, points there as well. Um, there's a break of 29 that gets started right away. You've got some fantastic, uh, interesting people in there. The yellow jersey wearer, um, Matthew Vanderpool. You've got Wout Vanderd in there. You've got Cavendish in there. You got Nibbly in there. There's several teammates of Trek. There's several teammates. Uh, obviously, Mahorik's in there. There is some Casper um, Asgreens in there. It's crazy day that you're getting to see the yellow jersey. Now, let's describe a few things here. Matthew Vanderpol is not expected to be, you know, overall GC contender. He's even come out and said that, obviously. So, therefore, he gets up the road. It's obviously, it's, it's, it's a little odd to have the yellow jersey getting up the road in a situation like that. <clears throat> Nevertheless, it happens. Uh, and Wout goes with him. Two top guys on GC as it is right now. And what are they planning to do? I don't know why Jumbo necessarily said that. Tunisian goes up there as well. So he's drilling the front. They get a big gap behind UAE is trying their best to bring this thing back. I'm not sure why they were working quite that hard. Maybe you just let it go in a soft break uh, and keep it at a distance. But they started shedding their guys off. I mean, McNulty today, you know, he crashed hard on the time trial, but he loses 23 minutes on the day. So they shed everyone off coming to the end. They only have uh, my, uh, my, my my, Ralph Micah, I think he's the only one that was end up staying with Pogacar in that. However, you've got this big break, and this thing end up having ripple effects throughout because they want to try to keep this somewhat intact. We talked about it yesterday, where 
UAE doesn't have the team, especially when they're starting to get some people injured, much like you're seeing with Jumbo now. So what are they able to do and how are teams going to put uh, Pogacar under pressure? This is the way they're going to put him under pressure. Up front, you had a little bit of this. So Mahorik goes up the road. He's got Stoivens with him. Uh, there was a band, Van Moore, who almost won the other day. Starts shedding each other off. Next thing you know, Mahorik's out there. And I think he won the longest stage at the Vuelta a few years ago as well. So he's well known for doing this. Uh, he ends up with 20K to go, takes off and uh, ends up soloing in, crying. Well, why are we having all the crying this year, people? I don't know. I guess maybe I would do that too if I want to stage at the tour, especially at my ripe old age of 50. <clears throat> However, let's keep it in check and let's try to tone down the emotions a little bit. However, behind, you then have a little bit of the break. I'm talking about the break here. And you have, um, while it takes off, uh, Matthew Vanderpool comes with him. And those guys are drilling it to the finish. They catch up with a small bit of the splinter group that had been up the road. That thing had decimated. I don't think they had the legs to go on the Cat 2 climb, but they went on the Cat 4 uh, to the finish. And they came in with them. And we'll go over the time gaps here in a little bit. Behind, as they're coming over that that Cat 2 climb, or the, I think it was a Cat 2 or the Cat 4 perhaps, uh, you start to see Roglic, it's like 10 K to 10 miles, I think to go somewhere on the 15 K range. He starts getting dropped off that up front. Remember you have Wout is up in the very front. Tunisian's up there as well. He ends up coming through at some point. Then you have Jonas Vingegaard. He's in that front group with Pogacar. You also have Steven Kreuzwick. He's in that front group with Vingegaard. Roglic is getting dropped off. No one is coming back with him, and we will talk about maybe the ramifications of that. However, at the same time, you start to see Carapaz uh, hit out from the front. He's got Van Barl, I think, up in the front uh, break group. Those two end up joining forces, and it's tough with cameras, and it looked like Carapaz was on his way to gaining you know, maybe a minute or so on Pogacar. It just looked like the way he was taking off. However, if you ever look back to the movie star documentary member, Carapaz used to be with Movie Star. That was a problem in the 2019 Giro, even though he won problems with he and Landa. And then he leaves the team and basically joins Ineos. He's already wearing their kit before he had uh, signed out, or I think before uh, Movie Star. So there's a lot of bad blood there. They've chased him down last year at the Vuelta. Remember, they helped Roglic and to basically solidify his uh, win on stage 20 at the Vuelta, chasing down Carapaz when he was make, making moves. They didn't help. Uh, Roglic today and <laughs> drop back and help him. However, they did chase that back and at the finish, they steamrolled him. Carapaz had zero time gap on Pogacar. What does this all have to do? Now, let's take a look once again at at the stage profile. Pretty nasty. Um, we can take a look at some of these climbs here and especially the last two the stage. This was really pitchy. This Cat 2 was really pitchy at the top here. 5.6 average, but it gets pretty nasty. It was a 5.7 kilometer range there. And then the Cat 4, the one that um, uh, Carapaz really took off on, just two and a half kilometers, 5.1, but he was probably big ringing that thing out in there. Let's look at then the time gaps uh, that we have for the finish here. Mate Mahorik comes in with the stage win with Stoyven, 120, gains a good amount of time. EF Education first, comes in Magnus Court, in third place uh, with Vanderpool. Uh, Vanderpool and Wout caught this group right at the finish with Asgreen, Frank Bodmar, Pedro Conrad, uh, Brent Van Moore, and then there was another gap through. And we come down. Simon Yates had been in that group with uh, Vincenzo Nibali. They did not, neither one of those looked um, actually stellar today. Nibali at one time looked like he was taking off and then just not quite there. But there's a big gap over where you're finally getting the, uh, the main group coming in 
which is Alaphilippe here, 19th place at 515 back. That's with Enric Moss. Say, so look, yeah, you got the movie star people. They overtook Carapaz. Pierre Latour, his team was chasing for a while. Sergio Haguita with EF was up there. Um, you also saw coming into the, the one of the, I think the coming down the cat two that they had gone over. Um, Nilsson Palace or EF was in that group. He goes flying up there. He was running out of the ditch with his bike and he jumped on his bike pretty spry like. So I think it was just one of those whoops, missed a corner, soft landing into the bushes because he did not look to be hurt, but he did lose some time on the day due to that. Jonas Vingegaard, 25th place, coming in right there with Tade, uh, Sergio Hernal, some of these other ones, Esteban Chavez. I mean, these are names that should not be dropping. Fulsang, uh, Gudu, these are people that should not be dropping um, uh, Primoz Roglic at all. So let's go to the results here. Uh, it's a little better on this one, and we'll pick out the team Jumbo because I think for me it's kind of an interesting way to, to look at everything here. Wout comes in uh, 140, but he's with Vanderpol, so he comes in with that front group. Uh, Jonas Vingegaard, probably the new. We'll go. <laughs> Let me just make break down. Five fifteen. He comes in with the main group along with Steven Kroiswick. Primus Roglic comes in nine oh three. Mike Tunison had been in the front group with uh, Wout. Comes off in there. He's not a climber. He's a one, one what stage two a few years ago of the Tour de France. So he's a sprinter. Uh, or at least the lead out guy, Sepp Kuss, losing 13, 19. I hope he's just sitting up. And then Tony Martin still struggling from a stage one crash, I imagine. Uh, and he's not a climber anyway. So comes in there, 1837 back. But Sepp Kuss, um, 13, 19. Hopefully, he, I just read an interview where he said, hey, look, uh, Roglic, this is before today's stage. Roglic, he's a fighter. He's always going to be there. We're, we're there for him. He goes, and I feel better this week one than I did last year. So I'm really, it's really looking promising. Uh, I hope you're feeling really good because you're just taking a rest and losing another 13 minutes today. Uh, okay. Well, let's talk about Ineos. Okay. So Richie Port was up there along with Carapaz. Remember, Carapaz had taken this big effort. So we'll see how that plays coming into tomorrow's stage in the mountains. All that effort in the last 15K or so that Carapaz did, a lot of it solo, he ends up catching up to Van Barrel. Uh, and then I think it was Van Barl. I think that's who was up there with him. It could have been Castro Viejo, uh, but I think it was Van Barl that was there, did a lot of work for him and then got tanked out uh, to 1K to go, let Carapaz go on his own. That's the only time that he was there basically with him, had a teammate. So Carapaz did a lot of solo riding in the last 15. How was that going to play into it? Once again, we had Movistar working on the front for UAE in a sense. Uh, Pogachar. Why, why are they making this? Well, because they hate Carapaz more than they worry about uh, not winning the tour themselves. So they would rather be those haters, and, and that's fine with me. It, it, uh, it's just interesting. Make these teams work when you have to and make them suffer a little bit. But, you know, that's kind of what it is. Groupama FDJ, once again, Gadu was up there. I'm not going to go through all the teams here, but uh, I thought I'd pick a few out on, on the stage today. Uh, EF really coming in solid, uh, you know, three guys in the top 40 uh, with Iran and Huguita not missing any time. They stayed with Pogacar. Court Magnus Court was up in the front there, had a chance. I think he, yeah, he was third on the day. Um, Nilsson Palace, like we said, he went off the ditch. Otherwise, and he only loses another two and a half minutes or so, um, maybe almost almost three, uh, 240 or so uh, to the Nilsson, I mean, to the, the Pogacar group. But had he not gone off the side of the road, he would have been fine. It's fine. Save your powder for another day. You're not really going it to the overall. What do we have for the overall now? Let's go to all the teams. Matthew Vanderpoel, Wout Venner, Casper Asgreen, Mate Mahorek, uh, Tata Pogacar down here at 343. And that's really what you're looking at. So 
Uh, you, look, you're not expecting Vanderpool. Although, you know, Wout Vanderpool was 20th last year in the Tour de France. I don't know. Uh, I just did a little comparison, and Vinegard was 46th working for uh, Roglic at the Vuelta last year. Uh, you know, but I think he's coming on much better, and he's he's probably a better climber. So is that where the team is going for? When you see Bahrain, I mean not Bahrain. When you see Jumbo coming to the finish, and they have one guy getting in the top section there, which was Wout today, uh, and you know he moved up a place to to second now. He's uh, 30 seconds out. He's maybe looking for the yellow jersey tomorrow. But he's up the front. He's not doing anything for, once again, remember when Roglic had his crash? He didn't come back from either that day. He was the 15th on the stage three finish. Then you have um, uh, Jonas Vingegaard, obviously did a fantastic time trial. So maybe their whole boat now is full of, of Vingegaard. They're ready for him, maybe. Uh, Steven Kreuzwick did a decent time trial. Um, he hurt, hurt his hand at the same time, uh, same day that... Uh, uh, Roglic did, so he lost some time as well. And then no one is back there for Roglic. So that's a bit odd in that sense. So let's look at the, the jumbo for the overall on the GC. While it's up there, 30 seconds, Vinegard 518, Kreuzwick 814, and Roglic 911. I don't know why Kreuzwick doesn't come back at that point to try to help pace Roglic. He was solo for a lot of time on his own. He was with a small little group and uh, maybe one movie star guy. And he needed the whole movie star team to help him out. So he was in a bad situation. Other than that, um, you kind of look down. Garrett Thomas, 529. He's looking okay. Kelderman held it. I mean, a lot of the guys held their own today. And you wouldn't have expected them necessarily to be a GC shakeup on the day. So with that in mind, let's talk about Roglic a little bit here. He cannot sit normally on the saddle because he also hit his butt on the ground. He's in a difficult situation. This was said uh, by their team manager. He said he's such a bad crash. He's in a lot of pain, said director. Marilyn Zeman said at the finish. Uh, it's just a lack of energy to follow. Today, that was the case. We are definitely not worried. We just look for chances to see what kind of opportunities there are. They also, the UAE team had a very hard day. They had to follow. Pogacar is by far the best, but that doesn't mean the race is over. So we continue fighting and looking for opportunities. We will make a plan for that, Zeman said when asked what Roglic's approach for the rest of the race is. If he wants to have a chance at this race, he needs to somehow recover, and that's something we'll discuss after the stage with him. Zeman was then asked if Roglic would abandon the race. Too early to say, he said, we'll discuss it with him first. Yeah, so um, that look, that, like, those comments are somewhat disjointed because we're going to sit down in a plan. If he can recover, we're, we're good to go, and we'll kind of discuss it with him. And then he says, well, we'll also need to discuss if he's going to quit. <laughs> okay, I got it. Uh, look, they're in a tough situation. But what was their plan coming into today? I mean, let's take a look at what we're going to see in the next few days as far as uh, profile goes. Tomorrow, we actually hit the Alps um, proper. And with that in mind, so here's stage eight, 150 kilometers, whole 100 kilometers less than yesterday. So I think just under, um, under 100 miles. But it's got a three, a four, a one, a one, and a one. Look, Roglic is all swollen. He's you know been injured. Um, he's probably carrying extra water weight from the the swole still from his injuries. Uh, that's not obviously good. And then he's having trouble sitting on the saddle and putting out the effort. Um, we've got a comment here from Eric Houston. He says maybe Roglic will change focus on the Vuelta with Cus. Yes, perhaps. I mean, you see that. As a matter of fact, um, Mate Mahorek, if you remember from the Giro, he probably wouldn't have won today if hadn't been for his crash in the Giro where he
he hit his head and then decided to quit. Now he ends up coming to the drill, uh, to the tour, and that's how things happen. So uh, very well could be. Last year, Bernal wasn't doing it. You know, that happens quite often. Team guys uh, hurt themselves. Uh, a few years ago, Contador uh, shattered his leg at the Tour de France, goes on to race the, the, the Vuelta, uh, competing against Froome that year. So, you know, that's totally obviously um, could happen. He's got to make the decision quick and whether that is something he would like to do. So we have this going tomorrow, though, this stage. This is the stage that should in uh, just looking at the profile, especially after you watch today, it should kick out Matthew Vanderpool. He should not be in yellow after tomorrow. But that's maybe the reason why Wout was up the front is so that he could slot into the Tour de France GC lead and get himself a um, yellow jersey tomorrow. Because, um, uh, as we indicated, let's go back to the GC. Um, because you got Vanderpol, he is likely he should be able to put thirty seconds on him uh, going over those climbs, uh, and Casper Asgreen same, Matej Mahorek same, uh, and he does. I mean, all he has to do is distance that uh, thirty seconds and then stay within you know looking at uh, Pogaccia really three ten or so. I mean, so three minutes or so of uh, Tade, he's got to stay within that, and I think he can do it. You know, once again, he was 20, 20th in the tour last year, so there's probably a good chance in the mountains. He can do that. What is that team? How's that going to fit with the team? And did the team do the right thing today? I'd like to know anybody's comments about whether that happened. Once again, um, we'll go back to one other thing here. We'll look at all, all, all the categories. Uh, Mark Cavendish ends up getting in the break. He gets that first sprint point, so he gets the full sprint. Uh, the points on today, he's extended his lead 168. Hey, maybe Cavendish is going for, yellow, uh, for green, and he's going to be able to get that. You saw nothing of Sagan being up in that break. Uh, Sagan's really been kind of sorry, I guess, you know, except for his one skidding out with uh, Caleb Ewing. Otherwise, you know, not so good. Uh, the KOM changed jerseys and went from Eid Skelling to Matej Mahorek, who uh, did a good job today. Um, that looks like, you know, at some point, you're going to have to start seeing real climbers, Tade, one of those guys coming up there. Uh, the youth jersey it actually is pretty interesting for even if you look at it from the GC perspective because this is where you want to pin everybody to. If you're looking for the overall and the GC, you're really looking everybody from Pogacar down and then getting out a few of these. And this U20, it's actually 25, but the um, the youth jersey gives a good indication of some of the ones you're looking at here. Jonas Vingegaard, 138.5 back. That's already kind of a, a deficit, but that's maybe the best of the rest at this point. David Goudeau. 227. Sergey Guita, 258. He's been looking pretty good. Lucas Hamilton, uh, Nilsson Palace down there at 1051. And on so the teams, Jumbo Visma somehow <laughs> winning the team classification. All right. Well, that's because they got everybody up there, but Roglic today. Uh, Trek did a good job today with Stoyven, uh, Squeens, and Nibali up there. So they moved themselves up to second uh, place, five places in EF education with Nippo. <sighs> EF education, Nippo. Okay. We talked about that one. Uh, we can. I wanted to look here because this was a, an issue. They had showed this picture at the finish, and it said, "One to watch." There was a bit of a heated exchange between movie star writers and Mikhail Kwiatkowski at the finish. That's what we discussed last year. I would suggest you go back and watch. They, they just released season two, the Netflix documentary. Um, it's a well shot. It's a great. It, it it's almost embarrassing. You're watching this and you're like, man, Mark Soler is such a baby. And by the way, Mikhail Landa is very, very um, fragile mentally. We got another comment here um, from John Simmons. John, how's it going? I saw 
You guys were up in um, Oregon there at the bike race. Uh, um, Sagan doesn't want to win because he disagrees with the new rule that requires win <laughs> winners to cry. Welcome. Uh, I hope you heard the beginning of this. Uh, yes, I'm tired of the crying. Great comment, by the way. Um, I'm tired of the crying, and I could not imagine Sagan crying. Um, there's crying today. There was crying when Vanderpool won. There was crying when Cavendish won. I'm a little tired of it. Um, I'm going to switch over to the women's uh, zero because I doubt there's any crying going on over there. That's just, uh, just what I'm saying. Um, I want to talk to you about where to watch the races. So, John, I know you've been on, John Simmons, you've been online um, complaining about Flow. Flow, if you've signed up with Flow, they're throwing in commercials. They're, it's, it's kind of a horrible platform that I've not been really happy with. But I have three main ways of watching the tour this year. One is Peacock, if you've wanted join up with that. It used to be at the NBC Gold, but um, I've joined Peacock partly because there's a great show and they're called uh, Mercedes, the Mercedes Killer, I think what it is. Uh, Mr. Mercedes, that's what it is. It's fantastic. It's the Stephen King uh, adaption. Anyway, I did this, it was like four bucks a month and paying for this on a subscription basis, um, but they have all the tour stuff on there. And as you can see here, I mean, this is straight out of, you just did from the US, uh, they have two feeds available. They have the uh, the event concluded here, one, and then there's uh, just a straight feed, and then the NBCSN coverage. So the uh, NBC coverage here, it's like the NBC Gold, that's Bob Roll, uh, Phil Liggett, and at the end, it has Christian Vandeveld and Chris Horner do some breakdown. It's fine. It's got commercials. It's like what you'd see on TV. The other one has Ant McCrossan and Simon Gerrans, uh, and it's pretty good. It has no commercials, um, so you can watch it either way and watch those on the live comeback there. That one, you just, you're not geo-restricted as far as in the U.S. Uh, the other one is Flow Bikes. You can watch that there. They may have their inputted commercials, a little annoying with them. Much like if you watch the USA Crits and some of these other ones, they, I don't know, set up a camera. And it might not have been their fault, but they're filming it. Last corner, you can't even see what's happening. Um, yep, I paid the five extra to get the free ad, the ad-free version. Okay, John, that's what John said. And I imagine you're talking about the NBC. Yeah, by the way, there's some good shows on there too. So uh, you can check that out. Anyway, Flow Bikes, you can still watch it from there. And they have the Ant McCrossin, uh, Anthony, Anthony McCrossin with Simon Guerin's commentators perfectly fine but it's restricted to Canada so if you can get your if you want that if or if you don't want to if you already have flow then go and get yourself a VPN I pay for one it's pretty cheap and uh, you know, you just set your your destination to Canada log in there boom you're good to go uh, the other option here is GCN which has all the races this one is restricted though and they have you know bunch of stuff coming on here they have two feeds that they have on the tour de france one is just your live feed another one includes a live show so it's early time it's um wiggins a uh, bunch of these gcn people and they sit on the couch and they do the breakdown the commentators rob hatch i believe um you have carlton kirby uh sean kelly brian holm uh wiggins is in there as well it's pretty solid it's basically the euro sport feed that comes across there this one though you've got to do your uh vpn to uk or any europe basically but um, i just do the uk and i get in there just fine they were down yesterday so what i actually do is because i watch it on tv at home uh or if i'm in the office or, or even driving around it depends what i'm doing but what i love is i will vpn euro uk watch this one at least the commentary sometimes I, I stream it on the tv through the nbc just mute it and listen to this commentary what's great about the gcn app as well uh you can close your phone it still plays it's not like youtube where as soon as you do that you're screwed so those are your three basic options that i've seen there as far as gcn 
once again, GCN to me has the best commentary. Um, so I try to listen to them the most. Uh, then you've got the uh, Simon Garens, Anthony McCross, and that's pretty solid as well. Uh, and at the bottom of the barrel, Phil Liggett, Bob Roll, seem to be a little confused old men, uh, but that's that's what we have. So those are your options for Tour de France, and then what do you have coming up for tomorrow? Well, tomorrow, stage eight, La Grande Bernon. No, this is, uh, sorry, this is Sunday. This is when I would do uh, Sunday here. So we already talked about tomorrow's stage. Um, and then um, Sunday, well, this is stage, this is tomorrow, this is stage eight. So let's go to stage nine. And once again, you saw the one there with the breakdown. So stage nine actually has a cat one finish up to the top. Uh, whereas tomorrow, Saturday, it's going to go over the top and then down. And once again, we're going to see what's going to happen, how those teams are going to adapt to that situation. And uh, it'll be interesting pushing, pushing. Uh, and then we have a, a rest day. So. I don't know who your predictions are. I predict tomorrow you're going to get Wout in yellow. I think he's going to fight for that. I think it's going to end up in overall when you're looking back on this tour, you're going to see that uh, Jumbo kind of, they're going to get Wout in yellow for a day. He's going to lose it again on Sunday. Uh, I don't know. Sunday he might be able to hold on to it, maybe. Uh, but it's not going to go well for their team. Their whole team, they may get a guy in the top 10, uh, maybe a stage win out of someone here. But that's about it, partly because they're doing things like sending Wout up the road, and it's not going to help. I also predict that uh, Roglic, I think um, uh, Houston, Eric Houston was right there, that Roglic will change focus to the Vuelta maybe once again. Maybe he is just your perennial Tony Rominger type, always close to, or, uh, you know, always chose close to getting the tour. You expect him to. Something happens. It just doesn't quite line up for him. That, to me, is seemingly to be the case with Roglic. Maybe last year we'll look back in hindsight at his best chance ever. I imagine he'll win another Volta. He'll win another Giro. He may win the Tour. But as Pogacar is going to be aiming for this, if you're going to have Bernal coming into this, uh, it's going to be more and more difficult. Enric Moss, some of these others, maybe Vingegaard, it's going to be more and more difficult for him as he gets older to uh, try to close the deal out. Just, uh, just a few thoughts there. Uh so that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you have a good time. Look, Leesville is, is happening tomorrow. I'm not going to make it. Got to take my daughter to the airport. <clears throat> but I hope you guys all have a good time. And then have a good 4th of July because why not? Like we talked about yesterday. So hope give me your predictions, what you think. Uh, put them in on the YouTube page there, or on the Facebook, whatever you have, of who, how you think it's going to play out tomorrow. If anybody's going to actually be able to come, to, uh, if, if Pogaccio is going to be able to succumb to any of this uh, violent and chaotic attacking that you had today, love that Carapaz went off the, off the front. Came for not. We'll have uh, Matthew Vanderpool and the Wout, their efforts that they put in today. Is that going to restrict them coming up tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday? Possibly so. I think it's going to take effects. If you saw Vanderpool at the finish today, he was toasted. Long stage. I think it's going to take effects on to Vanderpool tomorrow. Wout will be able to hold on, and then I think he's going to lose it on Sunday, and I think that whole team is going to be in chaos. You're going to have, this year, Pogacar is going to have to lean on movie stars as long as Carapaz goes up the road. That may be his best option. Hope, uh, hope everyone uh, enjoys it, and uh, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. Take care, everybody. Between Two Wheels Podcast, episode 242. Wow, we're cruising along. Have a good weekend.